Warning, parental advisory is recommended. Oh, f- just listen. This is a Saysahan Dynamite Productions. Welcome to Lyrical Spit Volume 4. I'm your host, Thaifala the Butcher Debashi. I'm a professional wrestler and entertainer, and I'm here to entertain you. Hopefully, you just sit back or dance or whatever you do while you listen to this podcast. Please rate, follow, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. And you know what? Podbean even has an app for your smartphone. Or wherever you get your podcast from. You can get our latest links and episodes at debashiradiotakedownnetwork.com. You can send your emails to the show at lyricalspit at gmail.com. I will be right back with some music and a chat with the Billion Dollar Showgirl right after this. Help us keep this show free for you all. It's easy to do. All you have to do is buy some of our swag at ButcherSpit.com. You can get my official Thayfula, the Butcher Debashi t-shirts and apparel. We also have our podcast apparel, Jibba Jabba, Lyrical Spit, and Conspiracy Talk. From t-shirts, hoodies, and even baby onesies. See, this year the NCAA March Madness College Basketball Tournament may have been canceled, the I Survived March Madness 2020 t-shirts will be on sale for a limited time only. Butcherspit.com B-U-T-C-H-E-R-S-P-I-T.com I am back and it's my pleasure to introduce my next guest that's on the line the Million Dollar Showgirl, Deborah Boston. How are you doing? Hello. What's going on, Debashi? What's happening? I'm here in Chicago, Illinois, in the suburbs or what have you. <laughs> What's going on, man? Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. And, uh, you know, Thank uh, you. we have a very close <laughs> mutual friend, uh, your brother, that turned me on to you. And I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting in my recliner, you know, enjoying this uh <laughs> you know, coronavirus stay at home thing. And I get this text from, from Floyd and he goes, Hey, check my sister out. She liked the podcast. So I, I listened, I listened to your music and then I was like, man, I got to get a hold of her and talk to her. So now here we are. Well, yeah. Hey, what's going on? Everything is cool. It's crazy out in America right now. You know, we got this C-19 virus. I'm hoping everybody is staying all suited up because, you know, it's just going to make it a better world for us if they can just stay suited up. You know, cover up, you know. Well, how, how don't d- listen to what people are saying. How, how, how did the virus affect you and your music right now? You know what? The thing is, is that the virus, C-19 virus is affecting the whole wide world. I mean, everybody is on just shutdown, you know. And the thing is, is that, you know, I'm doing some writing. You know, I'm doing some writing. You know, I'm just chilling like a villain. Uh, trying to stay out of trouble, you know, you know how it is. 
You know, billion billion dollar show, girl. I mean, you know, it ain't just in the strip clubs. It's, it's on the streets too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is that I'm just I'm writing, and uh, I'm just staying low key, keeping it chill. You know, keeping it chill. Has uh, any of your gigs got canceled because of this? A lot have gotten canceled. You know, um, there's a young lady who normally been, that throws me a lot of bookings and. Uh, haven't heard nothing from her, man. I guess she ain't got nothing to talk about because everybody's all on lockdown here in, you know, in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm pretty sure in in, in Washington where you are too. It's like this 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 epidemic is. I mean, it, excuse me, pandemic is all over America and the world. Yeah, yeah, the world. That's right. That's right. Pan is, is is everybody, you know. And the thing is, is that if you if you can't make babies, then just listen to music or write music, right? And eat some grub, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and try to stay you in know? shape and not get you know get plump. Plump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty boy, Florida likes to hear. He would be laughing if he heard you say that. <laughs> Absolutely. And he would give pretty boy, Florida, shout out. I mean, he's amazing himself. And I, you know what? I'm I'm hearing you amazing too, you know, um with with this wrestling thing. I don't mean to turn the interview around, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm you know, he talks real, real highly of you, you know. That's kind of rock and roll, you oh, know. Thank you, thank you. He's a good guy. I mean we, we clicked yeah. right off the bat and you know, like we, yeah. we talked before, you know, just like in the music industry, I'm sure it's hard to, to make friends and, and you know, you just have that probably a handful of people you could call friends, you know, and Looks like I got yeah. another one to fit in the circle. I'm talking to her right now. Yeah. Oh, oh thank you so much. It's always so, so, so good to be accepted, you know. <laughs> so, so how long how long have you been in the business? In the, in the music you know, I've been industry? singing for a long time. You know, I've been singing a long time. You know, I had a great opportunity to go out on the road, and you know, BB uh, King. You know, God rest his soul. You know, he grabbed me and took me out on the road. It was amazing it was a challenge though in the beginning because i was the only girl out on the road with like 17 guys and you know and they all treated me amazingly i mean amazingly i have nothing bad to say about those guys you know uh i'm sure they don't shut down too well you know bb passed away a couple of years ago uh but it's 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 been amazing i i think everything that they taught me is starting to come down on me now you know um especially coming and, and learning about the blues and jazz, you know, and working around people like Willie Nelson and even got a chance to meet, well, Hugh Hefner asked to meet me before, you know, he passed away. That was, now that was amazing, you know. Uh, just being around all these great entertainers, you know, um, rounding myself out to be the entertainer that I am now, you know. So it, it's, it's really a great experience. If you get an experience from anybody that's from, you know, the old school or either that has, a, that's legend and, or, or legendary. Take it, man. I mean, just, just run with it. I got to say this too. I've been listening to this kid, Billy Illich. I call her today's little Billy Holiday. Real smooth, real uh, melancholy. She's, she's, she's happening, you know. She's really happening. And I'm, I'm real proud that she, somebody picked her up and signed her. Um, She's really rock and roll, you know. So, so that's that's how that's that's what it's about right now. What what was it like working with BB King? Amazing. I mean, 
you know, he was always busy. Um, but I remember being on the road. I, I was not allowed to wear pants. That was another thing. Not that I like pants anyway. I mean, I like dresses. But I remember one time I came on stage. I, 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 um, I don't know. I just, I was, I just wore these pants on stage. They were so cool, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, <laughs> I remember uh, road manager say, "Yeah, you know, uh, boss man want to talk to you for a minute." So I went into the dressing room, and he said. You know, you look really cool tonight. He said, but you know what? He said, you're around so many men. He said, most most ladies would wear a dress around um, a lot of fellas. You know, we want them to to really recognize you as being, you know, the lady of the group. You know, he said, the pants look really cool on you. He said, but you know what? With you being out on the road with all these men, he said, we don't want people to get everything all miscombobulated and confused. We want to keep you in a dress. I said, okay, I'll wear dresses, you know, and I said, well, I started wearing dresses all the time, and I just, I just went back to my, to my, to my dressing room. I didn't feel insulted or embarrassed or anything. I felt like someone was really trying to make me understand what it's like to stay a lady, even though you are, you always, you know, represent yourself as being a girl, you know, so. That, that yeah, was a- it, he was, he was, he was about the business though, and very, very smart. That that mm-hmm. was a nice. Well, you gotta be. That was a nice way how he came up to you and said, asked you, you know, about wearing a dress instead of being all rude. You know how some people could be like, yeah. "What are you wearing?" Yeah. You know, he, he, you know, he seemed very yeah. professional and very nice. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He's man. I mean, you know, I could see. Why Jimi Hendrix and a lot of people don't know this. They did, a lot of people don't know that Jimi Hendrix was in BB King's band. Oh wow! I know. See, I know. A lot of people don't know that, but I knew that because you know BB told me. Uh, and if you would look at Jimi Hendrix when he played Woodstock, he played like young BB King. It's just that he added his own little slide to it and his little wow wow to his guitar. But he was in B.B. King's band, and if you listen to him, when he plays, when Jimi Hendrix would play normally, he sounds just like young B.B. King. So that was that was amazing. I mean, it, it's, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I, I learned a lot being out on the road. I learned to know who I am as a musician, you know, so. Oh, it's so sweet of you to ask me about that, too. So <laughs> what, what was your first awe moment? after you became, you know, became a singer and start touring and stuff, what was your first awe Mm -hmm. moment that made you just realize, wow, I made it. I'm doing what I'm doing. My dream. When I wasn't, um, you know what? You go on stage every night and in the beginning of being out on the road, sometimes you're very tense. But when you play it and you play it every night, all of that, being a little nervous and tenseness, that kind of, that kind of goes away from you. You start to realize that you, this is really a job. And BB played every night. He played 360 days a year. I think he's in the world book of records and he's, he played until he, you know, passed away a couple of years back. Yeah. That, 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 that moment of being tense, you know, and kind of nervous all the time and having him to play behind me and play those riffs, you know, because at that point, I realized that I was with a band. I was with a, I was with a real professional band. I wasn't with, you know, a little band that you pull together and everybody's playing a little this, that, and the other, little ting, 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 you know. I was really, these cats went on and they were like, 
they were playing, you know. So that was odd for me because I had to get it together, you know. So, but I grew out of it. I grew up and I started, I even started to grace the stage after so long. It was different. I was coming on stage as some, you know, after I had been on the road for so long, I was coming on stage like I, like I felt like I knew what I was doing. And that felt great. And watching the stage, you know, watching to see what's going on. It, it, it was amazing. Wow. It was well, amazing. Do you remember Do you remember your very first song you sang in front of people that you got paid for professionally? Yeah. Uh, it was a song called I Just Can't Leave Your Love Alone. I just can't leave your love alone. You walked away most every day. I don't need a love that hurts me so. But in the night, you make it right until I'm feeling soft and low. I try and try to say goodbye. I just can't leave your love alone. Yeah. Because without you, what will I do? I just can't leave your love alone. Yeah. <laughs> man, I got a grin. I got a grin from cheek to cheek, man. That was awesome. You know, you're the first <laughs> guest to sing on Lyrical Spit. Wow. Well, <laughs> You know what? Well, you know what? I've always said that I sing for the, you know, for the girls to the boys. You know, I sing for the women to the men, you know. So, you know, when you're singing the guys, you know, you got to be able to to, 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 to calm their emotions, you know. Yep. So, um, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. But I no, felt that was it. Good. You brought it out of me. <laughs> that was. Yeah, that, that's it, you know. That's, so... that's, that's real music. So let's talk about uh, the track I, I, I listened to a little bit ago, Homeless. Uh, I, I understand that you, 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 you wrote it, and what was the concept for it? What was the inspiration? You know, there's, there's two concepts for that song. Actually, the very first time that I wrote that song, there's a, another version of that song um, that's on my um, SoundCloud. It's two versions. You have the rock soul, soul rock version of that song. That's the version where I'm singing to, I'm really singing to the men on that. I'm, I'm singing to you, you know, about how I feel, uh, which is the, the second uh, epilude to that song. But the first one was basically written uh, about a lower Wacker Drive couple. Um, I was coming home one night um, from a party in downtown Chicago, and I took lower Wacker Drive home. And... Uh, down Lower Wacker Drive, there are stoplights. So I, I, I remember pulling up to a stoplight, and there was this homeless couple to my right down on the mm-hmm. ground. This is, this is Honest God Truth. And I saw the woman kind of taking her hands, and she was, like, hitting this guy in the back. I didn't know if he was going. I don't know what was going on. It just didn't look. It looked kind of weird to me. But I realized once I got up and I cracked my window, that this was a couple that was homeless. And she was saying to him, you know, you promised me, you know, you promised me that you were going to get me from being down underground. You were going to get us a home so that we can start a new life. You promised me, you promised me. And I saw him with his body moving. He was intoxicated. He was drunk. And I think she was a little tipsy too. And she was saying, don't let me down. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. You know, and the light turned green and I pulled off when I pulled off the words were I tried so hard it came to me just like this 
I tried so hard to feel, but the feeling is gone. I don't know where I'm going. It's taking me too long. But in time, I will, because it's been so long. Even though times are so hard, what shall I do? Don't let me down. And I took those lyrics, and I wrote the first version, which I did a radio interview with WGCI, number one, uh, Chicago's number one, 107.5 uh, hip-hop radio station. And I wrote the song. And wow. then I went back in the studio. Yeah, you got to hear it. So it's a little slower than this uh, homeless. But now this, and that one's called Don't Let Me Down. I'm sorry. This one that you're getting ready to play is homeless. Now that's me singing about the way I feel, you know, uh, with trying to reach out to a particular guy. And I'm not getting anywhere because he's crazy. He's got this lifestyle going on, and uh, you know, and I'm I'm feeling homeless. My heart is just, is just, is just hurt right now, you know. And I took that song and changed it around because of someone I knew that was going through that metamorphosis. So I rewrote the um, the melody to the song, and you're getting ready to spit it out to everybody. And I think they're gonna like what you're gonna bring them. Wow. Well, that's, <laughs> that's deep. That's the way we got doing over here. That's tonight. deep. So, uh, real quick, what 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 what's your process when you write? Do you like ever like like you just said you're driving and you see something and you write it down? Do you ever like wake up in the middle of the night and just like whoa, like something from a dream? Yeah. And you write it down. Yeah. Now there's a song on uh, SoundCloud called Louis. Okay. Yeah, Louie. That that song was produced by Jason Bryan of the SOS band. Oh, you wow. know that song? Yeah, he 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 did he helped me with production on that. I went to Atlanta and uh he helped me do production, but that song is completely the dream I had. I woke up in a in a cold sweat and I I I I wrote that song just the way it happened. And it was it was dark. I was low. I was in a Cadillac. I couldn't believe where I saw Louis at. Louis was the man of my life. But to see him do this, it just ain't right. Those lyrics are exactly in that song. You got to hear it. It's cold bloody. You'll hear a cold wind. It's amazing. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. that it's, it's interesting you mentioned, do I have dreams about things? So, Louis, it's on SoundCloud on the Billion Dollar Showgirl at Yahoo.com. You know, they'll be able to uh, listen to that, you know. So, yeah. Well, do you have any last mm-hmm. words for our listeners? And uh, also, you know, give out all your social media links so they know how to get a hold of you and listen to you and follow you. Uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm on Apple, of course. I'm on Spotify. I'm on SoundCloud, you know, um, Billion Dollar Showgirl. You know, uh, they can find me on all three on the Billion Dollar Showgirl, Deborah Boston. Uh, yeah, you know, and I like to give shout out. I want to give a shout out to you for being so handsome and having me on your show and shout out to pretty boy Floyd, you know, and Kanye West, Juice World, they are from Chicago, Common, you know, some of the great musicians, uh, that have come out of Chicago, Illinois, you know, it's amazing. You know, um, I'm just happy to be out here sharing the music. And you know what? It's okay to be on the social media with your music because guess what? Everybody is listening to it. That dream on. You got. You know what? You got to play that dream on on your show. You know what? I will. That I will. Aerosmith, Aerosmith, they wrote the song, but I took it and did it in a girl's version. When you get time, you share that with your listeners. Matter of fact, we're going to do it on this show too. I'll do it right at the end. I'll do it right at the end. Uh-huh. So sweet. So sweet. <laughs> well, well, 
do me a favor and do me the honor and please introduce the next song. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I bring to you the Billion Dollar Showgirl, better known as Deborah Boston.
Well, it's that time of year again. Vacation time. But what's that? You're under quarantine? Here are a few tips to help you enjoy your mandatory staycation. First, in times like these, it's important to keep a clean house, but you should still keep a safe distance from contaminated family members like Judy. No less than six feet, in fact. Next, remember to clean common surfaces like a lunatic. That means handrails, doorknobs, and yes, perhaps even you, mother. Third, it's wise to keep your shotgun on hand to deter marauders coming for your valuables in these times of civil unrest. And speaking of valuables, keep precious metals on hand to barter for more valuable items. You'll need more than one roll for when the pandemic poop hits the fan. Oh, and don't forget, stock up on canned goods so you too can dine in luxury during the apocalypse. Use this time with your children to introduce them to books. And since schools may be closed indefinitely, be prepared to celebrate your child's graduation from home college. Yippee! Uh-oh, it looks like father went to work, even though his job wasn't essential. He's probably contaminated. This is a time to keep your distance. Good move, family. To the barn with you, father. Luckily, Johnny has prepared a few of his father's favorite foods for him to enjoy in exile. But be careful, Johnny. He could be contagious. Quarantine needn't be dreary. You can capture these quality family moments, but don't forget to keep your distance. And of course, wash your hands thoroughly and don't touch your face. But they never said anything about touching someone else's face. Haha! -ha! So in summary, have fun, keep your distance, and you too could have the quarantine of your life. You got mail. I have an email from longtime listener and supporter Jelly Jelly. She sent her email to lyricalspit at gmail.com. Her email reads, Dabashi, I loved your PB&J segment on Lyrical Spit Volume 3. After I listened, I made one just as you instructed, and boy, it was mmm, mmm, good. I almost sent a video. Hmm. You know what, Jelly Jelly? I think you should have sent me a video. Matter of fact, why don't you send me one? And you can send it to lyricalspit at gmail.com. Okay, this next artist, all the way from Liverpool, England. This is Rosy Rothschild, The Journey featuring Young Deuces and Tiffany Riddle. That's my story, that's my journey I know you heard me, state attorney Get the bag and move to Guernsey If that don't work, we'll move to Turkey That's my story, that's my journey I know you heard me, state attorney Get the bag and move to Guernsey If that don't work, we'll move to Turkey These rappers rapping, these writers write I don't give a fuck what you chat write my life And despite the fights, I'm like the light My insight's quite tight, you just might like Bites tight like them bright lights Yeah, we burning up just like Fahrenheit Stare at the stars in the midnight sky Yeah, we working hard, they know I lies We ain't moving back, no receding hairlines Felt the good times Seen the worst times, been in Kurt twice, seen the hell ice, jeans were turd like beavers, burst pipes, tears dropped down, urban shots now, family chopped out, stirred the pot now, circle swapped out, tickets knocked out, I seen it coming, so now I opt out, motion shut down, I'm simulation, accelerating this devastation, got the talent, attestation, these affirmations, got me elevating, heaven's waiting, don't tell Satan, feeling tremors like I'm Kevin Bacon, new sensation, captivating, middle ages like an act of Thracian, my soul be breathing, bag of money, goal achieving, grab the sun off the roads we leaving, bags of fun, anything. 
overdose with scheming Four shows at evening Roll the weed in it Blood's thicker than loads of bleeding Love you now so my flow is grieving Hold your hands up and touch the ceiling You know we're leaning That's my story That's my journey I know you heard me State attorney Get the bag and move to Guernsey If that don't work we'll move to Turkey That's my story That's my journey I know you heard me State attorney Get the bag and move to Guernsey If that don't work we'll move to Turkey That's my story Hulkamaniacs that have stuck with me through the thick and thin, train, said their prayers, and eat their vitamins. Be a survivor, man. Don't smoke, it's a joke. I would like to introduce one of my wrestling brothers who put an album out, the one and only Lex Vegas. How you doing, brother? <laughs> Oh, man, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm as good as I can be during these times, man, but I'm, I'm feeling real good right now. That's Thanks good. for asking. How are you doing, man? Yeah, you know, holding up. I'm getting a little cabin fever. I'm stuck here in my compound in Tacoma, Washington. How are you and your family holding out? Yeah. Oh, man, we're, we're good, man. I mean, you know, the kids, like you said, getting a little cabin fever there. You know, they're, they're, I've never heard a kid say that they miss going to school before, <laughs> but, you know, that's that's where they're at right now. So, right on. Uh, you can tell it, it's real. <laughs> well, you know. But yeah, everybody's doing good, man. You know, I've known you for a minute now, and uh, you know, because we, you know, we're all part of the wrestling family. And uh, I was like, I just found out that you you had an album that just dropped not too long ago, and I was like, man, I got to have Las Vegas on on the show, and so I'm glad uh, you're well. on. Oh, I definitely appreciate it, man. I definitely appreciate the time. Yeah, um, my album is actually called. Um, is I, I created a movement called hashtag Lex Taught Me. So every time I think I, I've I've uh, I've dropped some knowledge on somebody or I said something real deep, I'll hashtag it with Lex Taught Me, and so um, it just kind of stuck. So um, I actually titled the album, you know, hashtag Lex Taught Me, and it's uh, it, it's taking off, man. It's it's actually doing pretty good. So what came first? The the music career or the wrestling career? Actually, the music career came first. Um, I've I've been my uh, my brother was a a manager of a couple local um, rap groups back in the early early nineties, and I was always around. You know when those guys were around, um, you know recording and practicing and everything like that. And it's music just kind of got to me. So even at a young age, I think maybe I was 
maybe in the seventh grade or something like that when, you know, I really started to try to write my own music and everything. And it's just been in me ever since, um, you know, and so that, you know, so when wrestling took off, you know, I wanted to make sure that people knew me from both avenues. So that's why we, I, you know, I kept the name. I didn't change my name or, you know, create a moniker for music or anything like that. It, everything is Lex Vegas. So the guy that you know from wrestling is the guy that's doing the music. The guy that you know from music is the guy that's doing the wrestling. So, so, so do you remember your first performance, whether it be in the classroom or out in the, in the street corner or, or at a club? Do you remember actually, your... actually, I do. Actually, I do. Um, I was, um, I was in the, I, I'm, I'm want to say it was the seventh grade, like I said, nice. and we were doing um, some type of, we were doing some type of talent show at Cleveland State University, my, my school was. And I was I was selected by my classmates to rap in front of like this crowd at, at, at the college. And I remember that. And I, and I remember it because my father came and my father had never really been to any of my events, whether it was sporting or anything like that. And he was there, so I remember it very well. But yeah, that was my first performance. Man. And it was in front of a big audience at Cleveland State University. So I, I get you. I guess you were a popular kid at school then, huh? Nah, I think I was all right, man. I think I, I, I was more of a, I was more of a. I wouldn't say I was a class clown, but I was more of a, a funny guy. Nice. You know, I was always trying to make people laugh. If I wasn't trying to make people laugh, then I was probably trying to mess with somebody's girlfriend. <laughs> so, 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 what was your inspiration? Who were your inspirations in the music industry? Uh, well, like I said, well, when I was, when I was coming up, like I had a, a group uh, of cousins, um, there were, there were three of my cousins, they were in a, a big group and it was called grown black. Um, and they, you know, they were always at my house, you know, with my brother and they were always, you know, writing songs or going over songs or going over performances or whatever. And, you know, I just, I was so infatuated with listening to them, you know, make music that it just made me want to make my own music. You know, so I would say that they were definitely my my inspirations, and I've always been a big Jay Z fan. So, you know, um, and that's always been another inspiration of mine, not only you know through music, but just as doing business with people and you know handling my own business. I've always been a big Jay Z fan. Nice. So, so when you come up with your music and you you come up with lyrics, do you ever like have a pan in hand, or have you ever like woke up in the middle of the night and say, oh, I. I you, you had a dream. You had to jot something down. You ever any, anything like uh, all that? All the time. Um, all the time. Like before, like I can remember whatever times where I would write lyrics on like a, a brown paper bag. I'd like tear it. I'd tear it up and, you know, write lyrics on it. If, if I needed to write something down real quick. Now, you know, nowadays, you know, everything is digital now. So, you know, I, uh, you know, I'll, pop, I'll jot some notes in my, in my phone and I'll, I'll text it to myself. You know, now, um, but yeah, I, I can be driving down the street and, you know, just, you know, I hear a beat or, you know, something reminds me of something. I'll see something that reminds me of, you know, something I want to talk about and I'll, you know, I'll jot it down and, you know, and I'll add add to it once I can get home and think about it. But yeah, that happens all the time. Nice. Well, I just want to let the listeners know at the end of the show, we're going to have a bonus track, but it was my pleasure to have you on my brother. Please give out any shout outs, your social media links, and how people get could get a hold uh, of you. Oh, uh, definitely, man. And uh, I appreciate everything that uh, that you've done for me, man, having, having me on the show and everything. Of course, my name is Lex Vegas. 
Um, you can find me on Facebook at Lex Vegas. That's L E two X's. So that's L E X X. And Vegas is in Las Vegas, V E G A S. Uh, you can find me on Instagram um, at Lex Taught Me, uh, which is also the um, title of the album. Um, and you can find me um, on Twitter at uh, Lex V, that's v, v as in Victor, uh, with the numbers 520. So that's Lex V520 at Twitter. So, yeah, you can find me um, in, at, on any of those avenues. Uh, you can also find me on Reverb, uh, which is where I put a lot of my music. Um, because I like it because you can track, you know, your your plays and your chart listings and everything like that so on reverb it's like vegas from cleveland um and yeah just follow me on there and if you want to if you want to hit me up man uh i do features i do uh i make custom custom beats and everything so uh it's moving so if you want to hit me up come come find me man all right all right brother well you're always welcome back on the show and once you take it away and introduce the listeners to what they're about to hear so what you're about to hear now is a track from my album, Lex Taught Me, and it is called That Feeling, and it's featuring uh, Don Crucifix, who is a tremendous, tremendous, phenomenal uh, MC out of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, it's, a, it's a dope track. It's picking up a lot of steam, and I really hope that everybody likes it. All right. Well, thank you once again. Until next time, be good and be safe. My man. You know that feeling that you get, that feeling that you get When you almost got it, yeah Now I've been talking all that shit, talking all that shit And still I got my profit That'll put your business before pleasure Just to get the pleasure, yeah Gotta, gotta put your business before pleasure Just to get the pleasure, yeah just that feeling that you get when you know you own your shit Hoes all up on your wood, haters all up on your tip Man, damn, it's a trip, I get it, no limit Sixteen pins on rim, smoke tenant Gold tenant inside for the hoes in it Bought the link with fix, I'm talking more business Talking the money, gotta get more Ill with the spit, talking about a sick flow Fresh out the gate, and I set out the mate About seven O's and a little bit more Standing tall, land on my back Born the ball, hand on my sack Sands the act, saw a real rap These bitch ass niggas can't stand for that Homie, I'ma get mine, whether in time Or attacking the track with a sick line Got collab on the track and a fixed rhyme In a short time, nigga get shot Represent that wasteland Represent the sea town Rep my niggas, it's all my niggas And all my niggas gon' eat now Me, I rep 123rd Represent the South Jacks DTW to up the way Out back off that outlet Code is spitting it from the land MJ Game 6 pressure, nigga I'm about to apply that pressure, nigga Yes, it's whatever, nigga You know that feeling that you get That feeling that you get When you almost got yeah. Now I've been talking all that shit, talking all that shit, and still I got my profit. That'll put your business before pleasure. Just to get the pleasure. Yeah. Gotta put your business before pleasure. Just to get the pleasure. Yeah. It's a feeling that you get when you getting all your chips in, hitting all the women, 
killing competition. Niggas pick sides and switch them. I'ma get mine, man. I don't miss them. I'ma just grind and mind my business. I can't deny, man. I'm so different. Check it. You and your niggas roll three deep. But where the hoes at? No clue, nigga. Know. Three bad bitches and it's just me. In a hotel suite with a pool in it. Got weed, got drink, got food in it. Got a big glass screen, ain't using it. Got six hands rubbing on crucifix. Yeah, that's how I be doing that's it. That's me. Business be for pleasure. pleasure. And my hoe would tell you. Yeah. If I'm out getting money for the whole night, I still hit the bitch before breakfast. Diamonds all on my necklace. And my wrist. And my whip sick. I know the feeling that you get is ridiculous. Every time a nigga money make a fix spit. Steady representing where I'm living. You can see me and Lex be straight money getters. Money gay. Nigga tell you different than he tripping. Usually cause he broke his fucking ain't fucking with us. Hey, very little stress. My nigga, I'm blessed. I put him for my team. I sit on the rest. Started as a dream. Then I woke up to this. Whole town going wild when I roll up. You know that feeling that you get. That feeling that you get. When you almost got it. Yeah. Now I've been talking all that shit. Talking all that shit. And still I got my private. I got my cash right. that'll, that'll put your business before pleasure Just to get the pleasure Yeah, gotta, gotta put your business before pleasure Just to get the pleasure Yeah, yeah This is Deborah Boston's Lyrical Spit Volume 4 bonus song She covers Aerosmith's Dream On
Help us keep this show free for you all. It's easy to do. All you have to do is buy some of our swag at ButcherSpit.com. You can get my official They Full Up, the Butcher Debashi t-shirts and apparel. We also have our podcast apparel, Jibba Jabba, Lyrical Spit, and Conspiracy Talk, from t-shirts, hoodies, and even baby onesies. See, this year, the NCAA March Madness College Basketball Tournament may have been canceled. The I Survived March Madness 2020 t-shirts will be on sale for a limited time only. ButcherSpit.com, B-U-T-C-H-E-R-S-P-I-T.com. 